Welcome, friend. Follow me. We're going somewhere dark, somewhere dangerous. Most people would never dare enter the place we are going. There's no telling what horrors we'll find, what terrors we'll uncover. Don't say I didn't warn you. We might discover terrible monsters lurking there. Be careful, they could follow you out. Or maybe they're already inside you. Are you afraid? Good. Now you are ready to enter the Warning Woods. What's up? It's me, live from wherever the hell this is. Detective Moray groaned and put his chin in one of his meaty palms, preparing himself to watch as many of this moron's videos as he had to. The moron's name was Chase Camper. Chase, an overnight internet star according to Moray's teen daughter, had gone missing somewhere out in nature. Local departments had started receiving calls about the missing teenager only two hours after he had stopped posting videos. His fans showed more concern than his own parents, who couldn't even be bothered to speculate where he might have gone. The blessing and curse of the camper case was the sheer amount of video evidence available online. Unfortunately, Camper liked to keep the camera focused on himself rather than his surroundings. What Moray had hoped would be a quick assignment had turned into a demanding forensic task as he dissected every frame, searching for background road signs or landmarks. The cell phone company was eager to help in every way they could. Or at least, that's the line their spokesperson used on TV. In reality, Detective Moray was having a bear of a time getting a hold of anyone who could actually get him the cell data he needed. And once he had finally got in contact, they told him it would take approximately 72 hours to collect and send the information. But of course, they were doing everything they could to help. Moray took a sip from his mug and winced at the bitterness of the office coffee. Eleven years on the force and the horrible coffee still caught him off guard from time to time. Setting his mug down, he pressed play and watched Chase Camper's narrow face come to life again. The kid raised his eyebrows until they almost touched his drooping perm while he studied the woods around him. So yeah, I just pulled off the road and walked in here. I thought it looked like a good spot. Supernatural, you know. Pulled off what road? Moray grumbled into his palm. Camper was surrounded by thick trees, probably oaks and was far enough from any road that the trees masked the sounds of traffic. But wherever he was, the kid had a cell signal. That gave Moray some hope that Camper wasn't too far away. I'll check in again in a little while. I'm going to see if I can find a good clearing to set up for a bit, Camper said. Make sure you turn on your notifications for my next update. The video ended. Gonna go find a clearing, Moray internally scoffed. Go blast the AC in your car for a bit more like. He had to admit he was a little prejudiced against these internet dorks. He hated the way his daughter fawned over their bland videos, contrived humor, and idiotic lifestyles. Moray queued up the next video. It had also been live-streamed and showed Camper's face reflecting what appeared to be the light of a setting sun. What's up, everyone? It's me again, live and alive. Moray chuckled hollowly foreshadowing. Well, I guess we don't know the kid's dead yet, he thought. He had a feeling in his gut that Camper would be, though. Live and alive Chase Camper continued. Coming to you from... from... uh... from the woods, I guess. 
I'm not totally sure where I'm at. The sun's going down and I'm thinking I might just head back to my car soon. I couldn't find a good place to set up camp. Guess I won't be living in the wild tonight. Hope it doesn't get dark before I get there. Camper shrugged and made a stupid face at the camera. Oh, what a tragedy. You couldn't find a place to camp with absolutely no gear, more I thought. How could kids not see right through this farce? I'll check in again when I'm on the road. I think I'll make a playlist out of your favorite songs for my drive back. Everyone should comment their top track below. Camper, out. The timestamp on the next video indicated Camper started the live stream 47 minutes after ending the last one. The woods around him had grown dark, but his screen illuminated his face enough for Moray to see how puffy his eyes were. He had dried his tears and mostly collected himself before going live, but he probably hadn't known how obvious it was that he had been crying. So, interesting update. Camper started sounding nervous. Um, I can't figure out where my car is. It's like I walked in a straight line the whole time, you know? Because, like, I, I know you can get lost in the woods, and I didn't want that to happen to me, so I just walked straight so I could turn around and just go back when I wanted to. But turns out it, it's actually kind of hard to know which way you're going with all the trees and stuff, and now I'm just kind of walking until I get out of here. Um, I don't know. I, I can't. It's, it's getting kind of cold, too. I didn't think it got this cold in the summer, but, like, I guess since the sun went down... Camper trailed off. He kept the video on his face while he walked for a few minutes in silence. He sniffled occasionally, and the tip of his nose grew redder by the minute. Moray noticed a comment pop up in the lower right corner of the screen. He had to pause the video before it disappeared to make some room for the next one. CamperGirl05 had written, What's that weird sound? Another comment appeared when Moray resumed the video. OMG, if I heard that out in the woods, I'd probably just die. Moray hadn't noticed any unusual sounds, but he was using his crappy old desktop speakers. He scrubbed backwards, turned up the volume, and listened again, but still couldn't make out anything besides crickets and Camper's footsteps. Did the ignorant commenters not know what crickets were? Maybe, but Moray wanted to be thorough. He went into the locker room and retrieved his noise-canceling, bass-boosting headphones from his gym bag. He paired them with his computer and started the video again. Between Chase's shivering stutters, Moray heard an odd noise that played much better through his headphones. Further surprising him, the sound actually caused him to shiver. The hair on his arms raised a little as he played it back again and again. He tried to think of a natural source that might produce such a noise, but drew a total blank. It sounded like a human voice frantically whispering. The word it was saying could have been yeah but had a rounder A sound, like, yah. The voice never seemed to take a breath. It just faded in and out between Camper's words. Detective Moray jumped and stifled a shout when someone knocked on his open door. Flushed, he turned and saw a uniformed officer standing in the doorway next to a boy that could have been Chase Camper's cousin, maybe even his brother. They had the same permed hair, narrow features, and poor posture. The boy locked onto Moray's screen and the edges of his mouth dipped downward. His eyes welled with tears. I'm glad you're here, the officer told Moray. This kid says he's friends with Camper. He might have been the last person to talk to him. I definitely was, for sure, the kid said. What's your name, kid? Moray asked. Um, I'm Nick. Nick Lasser. Chase is my best friend, and I was helping him with this series. 
Moray dismissed the officer and offered Nick a chair. What do you mean? I thought Camper, Chase, just does this stuff solo. Isn't his whole thing being spontaneous? Nick looked uncomfortable. He couldn't look Moray in the eye. Moray hated that. He had a hard time trusting anyone who couldn't look him in the eye, but he had found the aversion to meeting eyes very common among the younger generations. Chase isn't like a liar or anything, okay? He's not a fake, Nick finally said. Okay. But we plan his videos more than he talks about. It doesn't fit the brand, you know? So you know where he is? Moray asked, raising his left eyebrow. No, not really, Nick answered as he slumped further into the chair. Have you ever seen The Blair Witch Project? No. Moray was losing patience. He was about to kick this kid out of his office if he couldn't stay focused. Well, it's this movie about some people who take a camera into the woods to film themselves and a bunch of creepy stuff ends up happening. It's really scary. Chase and I watched it and it gave us an idea for a video. Or like, a a bunch of videos that would totally blow him up, guaranteed. And that's what Chase was doing out there by himself? Recreating a movie? Yeah, kind of, Nick said. He was going to pretend to get lost and act like a bunch of scary stuff was happening to him. So what happened? Moray asked. Something went wrong? I think so, Nick said. He started tapping the tips of his shoes together. Chase called me that night, right after he posted the last video. I was, like, super excited, because it was so over the top, you know? It was really scary. This one? Moray asked, turning his screen so Nick could see it. Uh, no. There should be one after that. But listen, on the phone, Chase told me the last video was real. Like, he wasn't acting at all. He was really scared, and he asked me to help him, but he couldn't tell me where he was because he couldn't remember what road he turned on or, like, how far he drove or... Slow down, kid, Nick interrupted. I want to see this last video before we keep going. Oh, sure, you should just be able to find it in his feed. But listen, Chase hung up because he saw a light and he thought he'd found a way out of the woods, so he told me he was going to walk toward it and call me again when he got there. And he never called back? Moray asked as he loaded Chase's last video. It was only a few seconds long. Moray put his headphones back on and said, sit tight while I watch this real quick. Nick nodded briskly. Chase's heavy breathing filled Moray's ears as he started the video. The camera shook violently as the kid tried to keep it on his face. He was running. Guys, something's coming after me. I don't know what. It's not like an animal, though. I saw it for, like, a second, and it... it... He panted for a few moments before continuing. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I'm just trying to get the hell out of here. I can't find my car. I can't find the, like, the edge of the forest. I feel like I've been running forever. In the final frame, which remained frozen on screen after the video ended, Chase's phone lit up a branch right behind him. The end of the branch looked distinctly like a spindly human hand. Moray wasn't the only one who thought so. He briefly scrolled through the comments section, and found the most common theme to be speculation about the creepy branch at the end. He rolled his eyes. So, right after he filmed this, he called you? Moray asked Nick. Nick just nodded. Did he say anything more about this thing that was chasing him? No, man, I told you everything he said, Nick replied. So, what's your theory? Where's your friend, Nick? With a shrug, Nick said, I guess he's still lost out there. His phone probably died so he can't call anybody or post any more videos. 
He was supposed to shoot videos throughout the night and then pretend like he barely escaped in the morning. Which would have been, what, yesterday? Moray asked. Yeah. So why didn't you say anything sooner? I don't know. I guess I just thought he'd pop up on his own, you know? But man, I'm getting worried about him. Detective Moray took down Nick's phone number and walked him out. Then, he took his lunch break. Halfway through a bowl of leftover chili, his lieutenant walked into the break room. Hey, he said hastily. A deputy found your missing kid's car. Moray put down his spoon and asked, any sign of the kid? No, but the sheriffs are already combing the woods. You should head out there when you're done. Moray put the lid back on his chili. I'm not that hungry anyway. It took him about 30 minutes to drive out to the vehicle's location. It was parked beside an unmarked road in the middle of nowhere. Four deputies had already arrived before the detective and started searching the woods. Moray joined them, tuning his radio to their frequency in case any of them found anything. And soon, one of them did. I got a phone, one deputy called over the radio. The rest of the search party converged on his location. To their surprise, the phone still had some battery left. Moray took out his own phone and called Nick Lasser. Hello? Nick answered. His voice carried heavy concern. Nick, we found Chase's phone and need to get into it. Do you know his passcode? Wait, you found his phone? Just his phone? The weight of Nick's voice increased. Just his phone, Nick. Now I need to know if you have his passcode or not. Moray repeated, trying not to lose his waning patience. No, sorry, he's always been really private about his phone because of, like, girls and stuff. The deputy holding Chase's phone approached Moray and said, Ask him what Camper's birthday is. Moray did. Don't you have his birthday in your files or something? Nick asked. Moray held his tongue. He would have the missing person's date of birth in a file or something, but he didn't have his files in the middle of the woods. Realizing the detective wasn't going to reply, Nick finally said, January 3rd, 2003. The deputy overheard the date and typed 1303 into the phone. To the party's relief, it opened. Moray thanked Nick and hung up on him. They quickly searched Camper's calls and texts for any clues, but only confirmed that the call to Nick had been the last contact Camper made with anyone. The phone's battery was down to 6%. They had to choose their next steps wisely if they wanted to gather any clues before someone had to take the phone back to charge it. Go to his videos, Moray instructed. The deputy obeyed. What's that one? Moray asked, pointing to a video that looked like it had been taken while there was still light out. He hadn't seen it on Camper's feed, though. The video launched with Camper setting his phone down at an angle so as to film himself. Then he held up a strange object a ball of something wrapped in a tattered red cloth. Inch-long, sharpened sticks poked through the cloth at varying angles. The object reminded Moray of the burrs that used to stick to his clothes as a child. I read about this ritual that'll protect me out here, Camper said. I don't really believe in this kind of thing, but why not give it a shot, right? It can't hurt. He smirked. Moray didn't like that smirk at all. Camper wryly added, Or maybe it can. All four deputies and Moray groaned as Camper pressed the giant burr into his forearm and rolled it down toward his hand. He grimaced and grunted in pain. Thankfully, the sticks didn't appear to cut very deep, just barely poking through the skin and drawing blood. Finally, he raised the now-bloodied burr above his head and said, I give my blood to be one with this forest, 
May the spirits who protect it claim me as their own. Camper flashed a smile at the camera, then crouched down to a small hole he had dug before he had started recording. He quickly buried the burr, then stopped the video. Why is this the first time I'm seeing this? He clearly meant it to be posted, more I wondered aloud. Oh, there's no way he could have posted this, a deputy said. I mean, if he did, it definitely would have gotten taken down. All those social sites are real picky about self-harm stuff. Moray nodded and asked, Any other videos on there? And the last one I saw, he was running. Said something was chasing him. This one? Yeah, that one. Well, then there's one more for you. The deputy handed the phone to Moray, and they all crowded around him to watch it. When Moray hit play, the weird yaw noise from the other video blasted through the phone's speaker. The screen displayed a view of the stars and treetops, as if the viewer were laying on the forest floor. There was no sign of Camper until he groaned weakly. Some leaves rustled and part of Camper's face entered the screen. His eyes looked out of focus. Blood trickled down between them and dripped from his nose. Camper tried to say something, but he sounded drunk. His words were incomprehensible. The yaw sound grew louder and louder, continuously until Camper's eyes suddenly went wide, and with a deafening rush of leaves and snapping twigs, he vanished from the camera. They watched the stars as Camper's gargled cries grew more and more distant, until they completely disappeared. So did the other sound. Then the video stopped. What do you think stopped the video? Moray asked. A deputy reached for the phone and spent a minute or so looking at it. Ran out of memory, he said. Well, boys, Moray murmured, better call this in. I think we can assume our missing person case is now a homicide. They never found Chase Camper's body, but someone would. Decades later, that forest would be partially cleared to build new grain bins for a major agricultural company. One particularly old tree would crack open as it was hewn down to reveal a hollow center. Within this hollow center, the crew would find a pile of human bones. Inside the skull, a criminal investigator would find an object, a ball of something wrapped in a tattered red cloth. Sharpened sticks would be poking through the cloth at varying angles. The object would remind the investigator of burrs that used to stick to her clothes as a child. Unfortunately, the case of Chase Camper would remain unsolved forever. You made it out. Congratulations. If you enjoyed the story, please rate and review this podcast wherever you like to listen. Reviews are the best way to support the podcast and help it grow. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash thewarningwoods. If you want more creepy content, including the images that accompany each story, follow me on Instagram at thewarningwoods. If you feel ready, meet me here next week for another journey into the warning woods. Thank you for listening. <laughs>